0: Well, the future of hydrogen has been front and center in Edmonton this week. Thousands turned out for a convention in the Alberta capital, a fitting place, of course, for the first Canadian hydrogen convention. The province produces millions of tons of hydrogen each year. Here's Alberta Premier Jason Kenney at the conference earlier this week.
1: We're
2: gathered here today to talk about the future of hydrogen uh, in this province and across Canada and to announce, as I will later, a new center to support made-in-Alberta energy solutions to grow Alberta's share of the future multi-trillion dollar global hydrogen industry. All of you in this room recognize the huge potential of hydrogen, obviously. You are amongst the world's leaders uh, in the field, and you're setting the stage for years of future prosperity by being here at the first Canadian hydrogen convention.
0: Alberta Premier Jason Kenney at the first Canadian Hydrogen Convention speaking a little earlier this week in Edmonton. Well, there's nothing new about hydrogen, of course, but there's a huge push these days to try and overcome the pitfalls of the past. If you listen to many, it is the fuel of the future, uh, which will help lower greenhouse gas emissions. The International Energy Agency says it will be key to helping reach net zero by 2050. So lots of promise, but what are the hurdles still in place? What is the hype? What's reality? Joining me now to discuss all of this are Heather Campbell, who's Executive Director of Alberta Innovates Clean Resources, and David Lazell, who's the Energy Systems Architect with Transition Accelerator, Professor and Director of Canadian Energy Systems Analysis Research Initiative at the University of Calgary. Welcome
1: to you both. Great to be here. Thanks so much, Ben, Uh, for having me.
0: Indeed. Heather, tell me a bit about this about this new Alberta Hydrogen Centre of Excellence announced this week. I gather you will have something to do with it.
1: I do. Uh, thanks very much, Ben. Um, from my role as Executive Director with Clean Technology with uh, Alberta Innovate, um, we will be operating um, what's called the Hydrogen Centre of Excellence. And the Hydrogen Centre of Excellence is an opportunity for Alberta to support technology, innovation, research to close the technology gap so that we can actually deliver a hydrogen economy for Alberta by 2020, uh, 2030, rather. Um, It's an opportunity for us to be able to demonstrate technologies um, with our subsidiary CFIR and InnoTech, uh, do the validation, testing, piloting uh, work, um, support innovation programs so that technology developers, researchers, industry, um, stakeholders and other partners are able to participate in what's going to be an exciting hydrogen economy for alberta uh, hydrogen is one of those pieces that really uh helps with alberta's decarbonization efforts, and it's a substantial pathway to for us to net towards net zero
0: david lazel i was going to ask you the same question it must have been an interesting conference this week to have so many people in the same room talking about the same stuff um, but I mean, we hear a lot of the hype, obviously. I read it. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, how realistic is it, and what are the barriers that are still in the way to seeing some of these uh, big promises come true?
2: Well, I think it's got a, a huge potential, especially for Alberta. We, we already produce two-thirds of all the hydrogen that's produced in Canada. is produced in this province, uh, and it's it produced here because it's some of the lowest-cost hydrogen that one can make in the world, and um, because we have low-cost natural gas, and if you want to make it the hydrogen without greenhouse gas emissions, which is really the focus of of the new discussions around hydrogen, uh, then we actually have the geological formations that uh, that can hold that car, the carbon dioxide that is the byproduct of hydrogen production from natural gas. And but the real, yeah, you know, the, the the hype of it or the the, the real interest and enthusiasm is that, um, is to expand the use of hydrogen from its current use as an industrial feedstock to include uh, two other possible market opportunities. One is to use hydrogen as a fuel itself, to drive big trucks and buses and trains, to heat our homes and to uh, even to generate electricity. Uh, and and th- that could help us to Uh, Tremendously reduce the greenhouse gas emissions in the country, still tap into our fossil fuel resources in Alberta and in in other parts of Canada, but actually create a zero emission climate friendly energy carriers or fuels to drive our economy. And of course, and the third opportunity for for hydrogen is to export it, to export it to uh, perhaps the United States through pipelines or overseas perhaps as ammonia, uh, another version. And 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 there's lots of countries in the world that are very interested in, and essentially um, hydrogen or versions of hydrogen that can be uh, imported, but that don't generate greenhouse gas emissions when they consume them.
0: How far away are we from some of those things becoming a reality? Because we, because you read the announcements about, uh, I know there was one this week at the conference about uh, the convention, rather about Edmonton Airport and vehicles there. How far away are we from seeing a lot of this stuff become much more uh, common?
2: Well, I think we're we're extremely uh, close. Many of the uh, the vehicles already exist. Uh, they, for example, they already have Mirai cars from Toyota, and there was actually one on display, uh, and there are a number of those. Um, those vehicles running on the roads in Vancouver and also in Quebec City, uh, obviously in small numbers now. Uh, but there's the real opportunity I think for, for hydrogen economy is is the trucks and trains and buses. Uh, this summer there's going to be two hydrogen fuel cell buses in Alberta uh, in Edmonton and the Edmonton Strathcona area. and they'll be um, in trials, but also then uh, on for long term, Running of those vehicles, uh, and you know they can be commercially purchased today. Um, hydrogen trucks can also be can also be bought within the next year. They're going to be available in North America.
1: I would camel, uh, also add in. I would also add in there, Ben. Sure. Um, when we look at the entire. Um, supply chain of the hydrogen economy from production, storage, transport, carrier, uh, market end use. Um, There are a number of technologies that are already commercial and producing. And there are a number of technologies which we are attempting to bring uh, to close that technology gap and bring those uh, to commercialization through the center of excellence. Um, And it's, it's not just about uh, the technology and that commercialization of the, the the straight technology. There's also the regulatory innovation and the market innovation. So uh, David was talking about um, geological storage of CO2, the byproduct from um, the current ma- manner in which we produce hydrogen. But if we're looking also at hydrogen storage in geological formations. We need, to do, we need to develop the regulatory processes and rules of the game to be able to store hydrogen in geological formation. We also now already store other products in geological formation. So now do we create um, market innovation to, to allow us to create that competitive landscape for geological storage of hydrogen. So it's, um, yeah. it's a full scope innovation.
0: Yeah, I, I, David. I think at one point you sort of mentioned it being having to sort of build something from the ground up. In some ways, I mean, I know the the, the sort of the, the expertise, the skilled staff are there, the workers are there, uh, the the impetus is there. Uh, but it is it is still has to be like no one has. As I was reading a quote today, nobody has a package to sell anyone yet.
2: That's true. Not the whole package. And and as just as Heather said, you know, we have we have some really key pieces that we can get started. Uh, But to really get it to scale and to get the economics so it works in uh, in not only in Alberta, but across Canada and North America, uh, what we need to do is is some more innovation. And and, um, as Heather said, it's market innovation, uh, it's regulatory innovation, and there's also uh, some real value of new technologies, new hard technologies that can reduce the cost, um, especially when you're thinking about reducing the cost of producing and using hydrogen. Uh, within not in the current role of it being as an industrial feedstock, but being as a fuel, as an energy carrier that's going to support the economy, that's a different application for hydrogen that doesn't exist now. now. and we need a, a whole new value chain that links the supply to the demand through really efficient movement and uh, and um, uh, you know trading of of, of the commodity. So. And that's that's the kind of thing that I think this this uh, funding from the Alberta government is gonna is going to uh, really help to accelerate and and hopefully we can uh, we can be a real leader in the deployment of this kind of uh, a new energy system within the next uh, next few years.
0: Heather, I was going to ask you because there's been some, we were obviously, I was reading an article this week about uh, about German representatives coming here really interested in Canadian hydrogen because, of course, they're facing energy crises of their own when it comes to supply from Russia and also their desire to hit net zero like everybody else. Uh, you, you must be encouraged, at least by what you're seeing out there in terms of appetite. What needs to be done to make sure that Alberta gets to be at the forefront of it? Because we know regulatory-wise it can be difficult.
1: The, the focus is really on carbon intensity. That's the conversation. And that's why we're doing it. This is really about our behaviors and our values that are going to help us achieve net zero and uh, decarbonize our energy sector and be able to provide energy access, energy equity, energy independence, energy affordability for the full plurality of Albertans. Um, this is, a, this is a global challenge. Um, the energy transition isn't something that um, we're, we're looking at independently. Um, when we talk about an export market in Al- from Alberta, um, that, includes, that includes mostly Asian markets. We need to figure out how we're going to create that and how we're going to get there. That's part of the work that we'll be looking at um, with, the, with the Hydrogen Centre of Excellence. But in terms of um, our German, our German uh, friends, and there were twenty international delegations at the the hydrogen uh, the hydrogen convention, um, and it's about it's about sharing technologies. Um, when we when we attend uh, events like COP twenty six and eventually COP twenty seven in in Egypt, these these are. These are conversations where there's an opportunity for us to share technologies, to share learning, um, to align our nomenclature around uh, climate change solutions and align our strategies um, around hydrogen. So when we think about uh, areas like uh, commercial and residential heating and blending of hydrogen into natural gas streams, that's something that's already happening in Europe and that we're at the burgeoning forefront of here in in Alberta. Uh, there's much for us to learn from the Germans and there's much for the Germans to learn from us.
0: I'm speaking with Heather Campbell, the Executive Director of Alberta Innovates, Clean Resources, and David Lazell, Professor and Director of the Canadian Energy Systems Analysis Research Initiative at the University of Calgary. After this, we'll talk about some of the criticisms we've seen this week, uh, specifically from Ottawa, uh, about some of the federal government plans around just how effective or how much uh, hydrogen can help us cut. Back greenhouse gas emissions. We'll get to that after this. We're talking hydrogen this half hour. There was a big uh, convention, the first Canadian hydrogen convention in Edmonton this week, gathering together thousands of people from around the world to talk about this very hot topic, if you'll forgive the pun. Um, Heather Campbell is the executive director of Alberta Innovates, Clean Resources, and David Lazel is the professor professor and director of the Canadian Energy Systems Analysis Research Initiative at the University of Calgary. Uh, I I, I couldn't help but notice some criticism this week, at least of the federal... um, sort of the federal estimates about just how much we can cut greenhouse gas emissions through the use of hydrogen this week uh, Jerry DeMarco he's the commissioner of the environment and sustainable development sort of suggested that maybe the federal plans weren't even credible because they were so ambitious at least natural resources canada's projected emissions uh, what do you make of that do we ha- is there still work to be done in getting our messaging in line or does it matter from where you sit whether the federal government has its numbers a bit confused David Lazell, I suppose I'll ask yeah, I you. Yeah, do you want me to start <laughs> with that? Yeah, sure. sorry about that. Sure, I mean, sorry about the, that.
2: Fo- the, the focus that we have, at, at, that I've been having at the in Caesar at the University of Calgary and with the Transition Accelerator, is to focus on how we're going to meet our 2050 emissions. Uh, and and uh, you know, when you actually look at getting to net zero by 2050, there's not there's not that you know the things that we need to do are not thousands and millions of things you can actually probably count them on the fingers of your two hands right And you were talking and, and hydrogen is one of those things it's a very important one i would say probably the most important is electrification as an energy mm-hmm. improving electrification as an energy carrier but hydrogen is a as an energy carrier for uh, for uh, energy services that not easily electrified like big trucks and you know even space heating and uh, where where it's really a challenge because of the seasonal variations in it and and that's where their hydrogen has a major role uh i'm not sure what went behind the government's models all of the analysis behind that i do know that that uh certainly the size of the magnitude uh, of the of a role for hydrogen is probably in the range of 20 to 25, even 30% of the energy end use uh, by 2050. And that, and to, but to get there, one needs to build new value chains, new energy systems, and we need to build them from scratch, more or less. So that's going to take a while. And when you have transitions of that scale, they tend to not occur instantaneously. There is a usually long period of small, you know, it's, it's like introducing any transformative technology, whether you think about cell phones or, uh, you know, microwave ovens in the past, et cetera, where it's you know, slowly increase. You get one, two, three percent of market share. And then when you get four or five percent, all of a sudden you're starting to produce um, the products and you get the systems running so that they can actually grow very quickly. And that's kind of the phase we're in now. We're in Heather that phase trying to get up.
0: Heather Campbell, the last few minutes, the last ninety seconds. Do you hear uh, lots of momentum this week? You must be at least encouraged by what you saw.
1: I am extremely hopeful. I'm excited. Um, this is this is what we learned during the pandemic. Um, this is a piece of work uh, with the Center of Excellence and with the Hydrin Convention. And my immense thanks to Dr. Lazelle who was one of the the driving forces behind the convention and having this hydrogen conversation in Canada and specifically in Edmonton. But I think about the pandemic and I think about the impact of the pandemic on women, on people of colour, and those who live the intersectional realities of those descriptors. And when I think about hydrogen and clean technology and the opportunity it presents, this is our opportunity to build back better. And when I think about better, for me, that's more inclusive. Our pathway to net zero is with the participation of Indigenous communities who are looking to also deliver their environmental performance and their prosperity
0: Heather Campbell and David Lazell, thank you so much for shedding some light on what was obviously a very interesting week in Edmonton. Look forward to hearing more about it.
2: Thank you so much and well said, Heather. Oh, Thanks very much, David. Take care, Ben.